0: If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Luke. Um, I told my wife that I would be preaching from Luke chapter 12. And she said, uh, Abiel, did you make a, a mistake? Aren't you supposed to be in chapter 2? Uh, and we'll touch on one verse in chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, uh, but we'll be in Luke 12 primarily. <clears throat> and starting in verse thir- 49, so the end of 12, 49 to 53. So if you have your Bibles, you can follow along there. Um, before, we, before we get into God's Word, let's open our hearts and minds in prayer. Father, thank you again for this time of year. Uh, what a gift it is. Um, I pray that you would work in powerful ways through your Word and by your Spirit now as we gather together in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth. No, I tell you, but rather division. Do you know who said these words? The very Prince of Peace himself. Jesus said he did not come into the world to give peace on earth. Well, if he didn't come into the world to give peace, why did he come into the world? Or what exactly did he mean by these words? We'll look at them more in context in just a moment, But before we want to do that, I want to reflect. Let's reflect together on this poem uh, I came across by Lucy Shaw. It's called Descent. Down he came from up, in from out, and here from there. A long leap, an incandescent fall, from magnificent to naked, frail, small, through space, between stars, into our chill night air, shrunk in infant grace to our damp, cramped, earthy place, among all the shivering sheep. And now, after all, there he lies, fast asleep. So why did he come? Why did he come? Uh, Today we'll look at three points. Um, And before you send me a bunch of emails and text messages and Abiel, Jesus came to bring peace, uh, hear me out for the whole sermon. So Jesus did not come to give peace on earth. These are his words, not mine. But first, what is peace? Uh, Is peace an abstraction? Is it an idea? Is it a feeling? Is it something or is it somewhere out there? Is peace... A commodity? Is it a product? Is it something we can buy? So I went to Lulu's or actually not Lulu's Sultan Center last night. Uh, we got some bananas and maybe a case of water and I'll take a kilo of peace please. In the Bible we see that peace is all over the place. Peace is found throughout the Old and New Testaments. In the Hebrew language the peace is shalom uh, and shalom connotates not just Um, an absence of ill or war, shalom is the presence of goodness. Uh, And a a really good translation for shalom would be wholeness or fullness. Shalom is, is, is the fragmentation of this world restored. It's taking all the broken pieces and putting them back, fitting them together. Rightly, beautifully, truthfully. Shalom. We see it throughout the Old Testament. And... In the new the the word in greek is irene in many of paul's letters or the apostles letters that they would begin he begin with or they would begin with grace and peace to you from god our father and the lord jesus christ so what is peace what is peace or why did jesus say uh, that he did not come to bring peace on earth well if we look back in luke 2 Uh, chapter 2, the Christmas narrative, by the same pen uh, of Luke, in verse 14 he records the words of the angels. He says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. So in the Christmas narrative, um, actually, a number of years ago, I was studying the original language studying greek just really brand new to me learning it and the translator showed us that there are different manuscripts that have been used to translate the greek into english so the older translations just stopped there with goodwill among men but uh or or, sorry some manuscripts say that And and there's a note in your bible as well on this verse Chapter 2, verse 14. Uh, But other manuscripts add this part at the end. Among those with whom he is well pleased. And so, Jesus came. You know, why did he come or what did he mean by this? In order to understand that, let's look closer at our passage. Look at uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 49. Jesus said something. Maybe a bit more shocking. He said, I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it would were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three, They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, Mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Jesus says he came to bring and cast fire, kindle fire upon the earth. Now, if we look at this in the Old Testament, Uh, When God talks about fire, it's often a very scary, very sober, a very serious thing. Um, Fire, of course, can connotate the presence of God. We see that in the burning bush. We see that um, with Abram and when God passed through uh, with a smoking fire pot. pot. But other times, if we look at the book of the prophets, um, for example, Jeremiah 43, it says this, I shall kindle a fire in the temples of the gods of Egypt. And he shall burn them and carry them away captive. He shall go away from there in peace. In Hosea chapter 8, it says this, For Israel has forgotten his maker and built palaces, and Judah has multiplied fortified cities. So I will send a fire upon his cities, and it shall be uh, devour her strongholds. So, when Jesus says, I'm in a hurry, I have a holy urgency or a holy impatience about bringing fire to the earth, um, I take that to mean he's talking about judgment, divine judgment on the earth. And he says, Would that it were already kindled. And Jesus has a holy urgency um, about baptism as well. And when he's talking about a baptism that he has to undergo, he's talking about his death on the cross. How great! was his distress until that event was accomplished. So divine judgment and then death, the death of Jesus. He has a holy impatience about both. Fire is something that he does at the right time, in God's time. Baptism is something that's done to him, that he would die. And so we look at this passage, what does he mean? What does he mean they didn't come to bring peace on earth? If he didn't mean to bring peace on earth, what did he intend to bring? Well, let's think about the implications of this um, and what Jesus was really saying. He's saying that when the coming of Christ, Christmas, uh, will invade our lives in such a way as to not just give us peace uh, and quiet, but maybe disruption, And disruption in the most intimate confines of our family circles. When Jesus comes, when Christmas comes, he's bringing a gift with him, and that's the kingdom. And this kingdom challenges every other kingdom that's already got its roots into the earth. And so Jesus came to shake up things, not just um, to take the things the way they are and, and, and let them be. And this sort of conflict comes for his disciples, and they will face them as they hold allegiance to him. And holding on to Jesus will separate you uh, from, your, from others, uh, and not simply from others, but from others who matter most to you. We see here in this passage those in our very own families. Love for Jesus and taking Christmas seriously may mean you will lose the love of those that you love most coming to jesus may be only the beginning of your problems not the end and yet this kingdom conflict is not something to be surprised by but expected when we walk with jesus in the gospels and see what he's really about jesus didn't come just to bring peace in some translations i don't know if you have it it might say he came to bring a sword (laughs) He, he came to bring war. Now, before you think Jesus came to start all these wars on the earth, that's not what he meant either. Uh, but, but one person uh, said this. Living through the time of World War II, uh, the um, author, Agatha Christie, wrote an autobiography and said this. After three years of war, uh, with hearing of death and uh, destruction every, nearly every day, a certain norm- normalcy started to set in. Um, her expectations started to change. And I wonder if that might be the case for us. We are two years into corona, right? Uh, And then uh, one day we might just wake up and masks masks are normal and uh, a new way of life is our new expectations. But Jesus, when he came to the earth at Christmas, he came on mission and he came With an agenda he came with a purpose he came to do something he came to bring war (laughs) war against sin war against satan and he came to do some pretty powerful things and when we understand christmas when we understand the work of christ in this respect it's not so so surprising when persecution and hardship come so Jesus said, I did not come to bring, give peace on earth. He came to bring division. Persecution can be expected. It's natural, if you will, a new normal, if your close friends and family reject you and detest you because of your unwavering allegiance to Christ. If you turn to Jesus, others may turn away from you. So if Jesus did not come to bring peace on the earth, his words here, why did he come? Christmas is a rescue mission, and he came to save us. And we recall in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, that his very name uh, means Savior, um, or the Lord saves. And it says this in 121, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. In our world today, I don't know how it is so much in this part of the world at Christmas time. Um, I think there's a lot of influence from the West <laughs> here. But we get bombarded at Christmas time, and Christmas is something that's in from people. People from all kinds of different religions are starting to get in on Christmas. Uh, some of you have been here for uh, a decade or more. Um, you probably went to Lulu's back in the day, and you didn't find Christmas trees. Uh, as, as available as they are today. But they're everywhere. You know, come celebrate Christmas. Um, so we get bombarded with uh, hot cocoa, chestnuts on an open fire. I've, I don't think, I, I, maybe I've had a chestnut once. That's not my thing. But there's a song about it. Bells, toys, parties, sweaters, shopping, 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 anyone? Those things can be nice in their proper place, but they can also easily easily clutter the manger and stand in front and you can have a box of presents so high that we can't see christ and his intention in coming the first time he came to save us he came to save you he came to save me and that does include peace but um and so my second point jesus uh, first point jesus did not come to give peace on earth but jesus came to give peace to his people, and every spiritual blessing along with that. In the Old Testament, we see promises of peace, prayers of peace, um, and even false prophets talking about peace. Uh, Isaiah chapter 26, for example, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Jeremiah 8, the false teachers would say this, they have healed, or God speaking of them, rather, They have healed the wound of my people lightly saying peace peace when there is no peace we looked for peace but no good came for a time of healing but behold terror and of course the blessing um, aaron's blessing the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his face to shine upon you and give you peace but when jesus talks about peace or when he relates to peace in the new testament when christmas has come and the mission is unpacking if you will um, he talks about relationships uh, brokenness being restored in romans 5 1 it says therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ philippians 4 uh, uh, verses 6 and 7 And also verse 9, Do not be anxious about anything, Paul writes to the Philippians, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In verse 9, Paul writes this, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. In Ephesians 2, we see, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off, Gentile believers, and peace to those who were near, Jewish believers. Hostility no more, the two become one, these different people, unity, there's union in Christ, peace in Christ. And I think the... the that God gives his common grace to the world, to the nations. But as the, the nations reject him, and as people reject him, and the further we get away from Christ, the further we get away from peace. And there's peace, uh, Paul writes here, there's peace in prayer. What do we do when we need peace? We can look to God in prayer. And he says the peace of God will be with you, and the God of peace, his very presence, to comfort us. Um, and to make us whole. And so God is not a God of empty sentiment. Um, There's a lot of words that just float around, but they're not really anchored to anything of of substance. But God is a God of substance, salvation and costly sacrifice. And when he speaks, things come to be, and when he makes promises, he intends to fulfill them. So do you ever feel impatient with this world around you? You see the the stories of war nearly every day, Um, environmental disasters, floods uh, all over the world, and other calamities, volcanoes. Um, There seems to be, be political and social strife on every continent of the globe. And this lack of peace that we read about, or that we experience in our everyday lives, can start to seep in and can invade us within and so what can we do about it well we can pray for peace we can pray for peace Um, praying for peace is one way we can regain a sense of calm in facing the fears and uncertainties of this world but the way that we relate to this world um, as christians it's not that we have to be uh, the peace creators jesus jesus has called us to be peacemakers and he says to us where does peace come from it comes from the spirit but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace and blessed are the peacemakers for they are called sons of god in john 14 jesus makes some precious promises and he says peace i leave with you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give it to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid in john 16 i have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation but take heart i've overcome the world so jesus will come again and uh advent is a is a real focus on the coming of christ the first one and the second one and perhaps we could even reflect on the time where we came to Jesus, um, and we're awakened, our eyes were opened to see Him for who He really is. So, in closing, um, Jesus here said, He did not come to give peace on earth. And if you want just some real simple language about that, Jesus didn't come to give peace to every country and culture and government and, and uh, humanity at large, but He came to give a personal peace to His people. My second point, he came to give peace to his people. And finally, when he comes back, he will reign on the earth in peace. And there will be a deep and lasting shalom, a wholeness. Um, All the broken pieces will fit rightly together. And God's people will be in his presence forever. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this time of year again. Um, that we reflect on your love, uh, your joy that you create in us, and the peace that you give to us. Um, you actually give us the gift of yourself. And I pray that you would help us as we go through these, this busy season. Perhaps um, a lot of us are feeble and frail. Um, we, along with the world, uh, the weary world, rejoices. I pray, Lord, for your peace in our lives. Um, I pray that we would sense your presence, um, your favor, that you have uh, taken our greatest problem and you have um, paid the price of our sins and given us your righteousness through the cross. And I pray that we would have a sense of peace with all the urgency and all of the anxiety and, and relationships that we talk with people that you would give us a, sense of, a real sense of peace that comes from knowing Christ and being in Christ. Uh, bless us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand with me for the benediction. <clears throat> this is a good word from God. It comes from 2 Thessalonians 3.16 for you. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. Amen. Have a great week. And Merry Christmas.